0: S. Co and use my code Divine Healing by D to sign up and find sponsors. That's podmetrics. Co. Referral code Divine Healing by D. Good luck. hey guys welcome back to divine healing by d today i have on jonathan goldman we're going to discuss his book the gift of the body a multi-dimensional guide to energy anatomy grounded spirituality and living through the heart uh, we are going to learn where the actual vibrations of universal light compassion calm forgiveness and faith live inside of you and how to access and utilize them in your life work and relationships He is going to show us how to create a new internal paragram that activates living through your heart. And he has uniquely described where and how thought forms, emotions, energetic material, beliefs, and spiritual qualities live and operate in the multiple energy layers that are within and around the human body. It's allowed him to create a form of healing which goes beyond and enhances psychotherapy, allopathic medicine, and alternative healing modalities. So it's known by many people that there are multi layers of energy that each perform a different function to support spiritual, physical, and emotional wellness in humans. So he has defined them as physical, etheric, emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies, But what defines the uniqueness of his work is identifying the specific characteristics, personal and transpersonal, that live in the various chakras where they interfere with these five energy layers. So this miracle of healing is affected by being able to pinpoint the specific location in the energetic field where these characteristics reside. So this knowledge is unique to him creates a dynamic internal paradigm that leads to a new way of living from the heart. And the work that he does teaches and clears lifelong depression, trauma, fears, anxieties, resentments, shame, self-judgment, relationship dysfunction, scarcity thinking, spiritual disconnection, and much more. His goal is to lead you to become the commander of your own vehicle. He teaches you the art of inner alignment, the divine tactics. So it's to be empowered to live your life informed by self-knowledge and self-actualization. You're going to become your own teacher. And like many of the things I discuss on here, it's not defined by any ideology or religious dogma. It's based in the reality of light and the inherent qualities present in all humans. So we're gonna talk about his fascinating journey that led him to become one of the first pra- first practitioners of acupuncture in the US. He has gone to the depth of the Amazon Rainforest of Brazil and he teaches and guides people in their spiritual transformation all over the world. He has learned this through 40 years of clinical practice and multiple trainings in different healing arts. He has had the guidance of a leading bioenergetic practitioner And a spiritual teacher. And he experienced a consciousness awakening journey to Brazil that brought him his medium gifts. And uh, we're also going to talk about the chakra map, transformational energy healing, the divine tactics again, and his own journey of personal healing and spiritual evolution. And he also is one of the leading educators of the embodiment of light and its use in healing and spiritual illumination. He co-founded the Essential Light Institute in 2008. He is dedicated to teaching the arts of of self-transformation and energy healing through direct relationships with this force of light. And that is what brought him to write this book. And he is also a ceremonial use of plant medicine, one of the premier experts and leaders in the U.S. for it. So, hope you guys enjoy this episode.
1: My name is Jonathan Goldman. I live in Ashland, Oregon, which is the most southern town in Oregon. I live in the forest in a rural area. Uh, I am the uh, founder and main teacher in the Essential Light Institute, which is both uh, a library of spiritual, healing, energetic material and a school for what we call the Living Through the Heart Process and the Transformational Energy Healing Lightworkers Training.
2: Amazing. Uh, uh,
1: And uh, uh, I wrote a book called The Gift of the Body, which... I'm very proud of, and it, uh, has been it's a textbook it's not a as I said to someone the other day it's not something you leave next to your toilet and read you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's a- it's a, te- it, it's a textbook for all of that for energy medicine living through the heart, and it's basically what I've learned in my forty four years of doing healing work, wow, so you have been
2: healing people for a very long time.
1: I did. I, I started practicing acupuncture in Amazing. Boston in in nineteen seventy six.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Uh when there was there, there was no one outside of the some Asian communities doing acupuncture in the United States and I was one of the first people I had to go to England to learn and ended up doing that for a number of years in Boston. hmm until 1988, when I went to Brazil, to the mountains of Brazil, mm-hmm. to a spiritual community, when I discovered, much to my own surprise, that I had a an, an innate spiritual vibrational healing channel mm-hmm.
2: that had
1: been lying dormant, and it got woken up there. And so then my whole work changed, and then the result of all that was this work that I'm saying now, that I teach now.
2: So what does being a healer mean to you?
1: Healer means being a conscious bridge between spirit and matter and bringing, bringing light, which is real, not a metaphor, to bear on human suffering and and human awakening. Uh, and hmm. that, that can take many forms. So being a healer doesn't necessarily have to do with... Um, with working directly, like doing patient care, you know, a lawyer can be a healer. I have people right. study with me that are come from all walks of life. Uh, to be a healer just to means to be that bridge, that you're you okay. are there rep- representing the reality of humanity, which is that we are spirit and matter, and the goal is to bring harmony.
2: Mm-hmm
1: to the systems that present themselves to you. So it can be a person, it can be an organization. Uh to be a healer at this moment on earth is is a challenge. Uh oh yeah. And it means to for me to then join with others who are committed to the heart, to the to the yeah. heart being to the primacy of the heart and holding that space for whatever can happen. So the the main tool of a healer is compassion.
2: Yeah. So why is compassion so important to healing?
1: Because compassion uh well, it's important for for the healing and it's important for the healer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both. Right? Because Absolutely. compassion compassion is a space that uh, is absolutely present, mm-hmm. absolutely um, here. Not it's non-attached. It's not detached. It's non-attached, meaning present but not not cutting off. And it holds the space for possibility for whatever can happen, whatever's trying to happen, right in the in the positive sense. Can happen in the space of compassion because compassion isn't trying to fix anything or manipulate anything.
2: Right, exactly. So,
1: so it's important. It's important for that because to me, that's really what healing is about: is supporting what's trying to happen. In a, as I said, in a person or a system or an you know, organization or whatever, and therefore, uh, it, all all possibility is there. What compassion does. Is support the person or the system that's trying that is in motion, right? Because that's all healing is. Healing is something right. that's in motion,
2: absolutely bumping
1: up bumping up against a block, right?
2: Raising the so frequency,
1: com- yeah. It's raises the raising the frequency, and there's a lower frequency that's pushing against it. So it's like there's a ceiling, absolutely. and, the, yeah. and the, you know we're cl- we're climbing up and bumping our head against the ceiling. So compassion holds the space for that to work its way out. Mm. And it's important for the person because compassion is actually the space of uh vibrational protection. So I make a I make a, a distinction uh between compassion and empathy. They're not the yeah. same thing. Right? Right. Uh so uh, there are actually three different energies. One is sympathy, one is empathy, Mm -hmm. one is compassion. So sympathy says I'm gonna do it for you.
2: Okay.
1: Empathy says I'm gonna do it with you.
2: Yeah.
1: And compassion says I'm gonna hold the space of presence while you do it for yourself and I absolutely know you're gonna do it. So so it's that and also the vibration of compassion creates a protective barrier. So you know, there are people like I'm I no, you're this way. I'm certainly this way. People I train this way, mm-hmm. we're sensitive. We're very sensitive yes. people. And so our tendency is to pick up energies from around us, not from, from the general field or for the people we're working with. or Right. Uh, and we can get overwhelmed. We can, you know, I, when I came to this spiritual life and realized that 85% of the pain that I had in my body, which was a lot
2: Mm-hmm. Wasn't not uh, yours. Didn't come
1: from <laughs> wow. one, one It was a huge revelation. I was like, Oh my I'm God! I'm sure. I was, I was. I was 37 years old, and I felt like I was 90. Wow. Now I'm 70, and I feel like I'm 50. So
2: yeah, uh, amazing, amazing. Uh,
1: so to realize that, and then realized that it was my natural empathy that was creating that. I, because empathy makes a bridge. In other words, uh, what I get to do with empathy is I get to feel in in, in where another person's at which is an incredible right. gift, right? To be able to know what's going on with someone makes people healers. And, and you know, as we have seen recently, a lack of empathy creates right. terrible, terrible pain. So, yeah, right. and that the channel of empathy
2: mm.
1: made me loaded, made me just carrying, I was like a sponge walking through the world absorbing dirty water. So when it got squeezed out, and I thought, there's got to be another way. There has to be another way.
2: Mm-hmm. So one
1: day, I was walking through my office. Through my uh, I had a private practice for 33 years until I closed it in 2009. And I'm walking through my office. This is the early 2000s. And I'm walking through the, the waiting room on the way to help somebody. And I stopped. And I had this feeling in the front of my heart, like in, this incredibly beautiful, pleasurable amazing feeling where all of a sudden I was in compassion for everything, every level, every person, every creature, every, I, and I stopped, you know, because I I didn't recognize it at the time, but I, something was going on. It was cool. And I just stopped and I felt it. And I just stayed there. Wow. And it, didn't, it lasted a minute, minute and a half. And so in that moment I made a prayer which was, yo, I want to know how to do this. Right. <laughs> I don't want to just have to wait for grace. I want to be able to know, like, how can I activate this in mm-hmm. me? You know, and I was super grateful, like, oh, thank you, whoever did that, right? Whoever blew the wind of compassion through my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Help me learn how to do this and then teach it to other people because, right, we have spontaneous compassion. Some people are, are naturally yeah. compassion. most of them are less than a year old, right? But mm-hmm. the, the, so how to know. Like what if I could, what if I could stop counting on the Dalai Lama to hold compassion for me all the time, and learn it myself, or stop, or not have to wait for a disaster, which is, you know, people get very compassionate when there's a tsunami or there's a something terrible happens. Right, our, heart yeah. and our hearts go out to them, which means we activate compassion. Well, what if daily, which I do, I sit in front yeah. of the altar every morning and I do it. What if when I'm in the presence of clients? What if I'm in the presence of my family? What if I'm in ceremony? What if I'm especially facing a difficult moment? What if mm-hmm. I know how to breathe and activate that space of compassion, which not only then makes me useful but also protects me? So it's it's a little it's a, it, it's counter uh, rational because usually to protect ourselves we we contract. But True. Actually, yes. The real, the real protection is to expand into the
2: space of compassion. Wow. So, is that what you mean by living through the heart?
1: That's what I mean. And uh, living through the heart and living th- right. So, one of the key words is through. We live through our chakras, right yes. into the world because we live. Okay. We are. We are inside. Our <laughs> we live through. So, living right. through mostly what most of us do in this culture. Is we live through the third chakra, we live through yeah. the, the place of of, of manifestation, creation, decisions. Um, you know that which ends up also when it's not uh, mitigated by the heart, ends up in conflict, judgment, criticism, and illness. When it because it doesn't have a, a bigger context because the third chakra only knows how to do what the third chakra has to do. So we're seeing in our culture. And in this world, what happens when the third chakra runs amok? It's exactly what, what we're seeing, is that you end mm. up in eternal conflict, war all the time. You end up, what we have in our country, of so much uh, opinion being re- being regarded as truth. Opinion is not truth. Right. Opinion is
2: just opinion. Exactly. So
1: the, what's happening on earth, in my view, is we are being called to the heart. Like we are wow. in the end stages of the, yeah. the epic of the third chakra. And it I may mean, take a hundred years, but we're being called <laughs> to the heart. So those of us who are called to the heart and learn how to do it are pioneers. Ooh, we're okay. heading the curve. And we're holding the space for all of this transformation, all of this darkness to be transformed and joining on the inner planes with other people who are being guided to do the same thing. Many, many people, right? Uh, You
2: and other people are being
1: guided to, to like, let's be in the heart. So living through the heart is a new paradigm. It's a new way to be in one's life. It's a new way to conduct one's work. It's a new way to, to, uh, it's a new choice. And it takes, okay. work. it takes work like anything else. It's like, you know, if you don't sure. learn how to play the guitar, Guitar, you've got to practice. If you not learn how to be in your heart, you've got to practice.
2: Exactly. So what do you say to people who say, uh, this is against my religion. I'm not sure if my religion accepts this. Um, what would you say to them, especially in regards to your work? Because I get that a lot when I am working on people with Reiki. I get told, uh, I don't. I don't think this is allowed. I don't think this is allowed. I hear that a lot. So, what is your approach dealing with people who say that to you?
1: Some people look. They have to follow what is true for them. Uh, right. What I say, what I say is, look, everybody has a heart. Yes. The, I, I, what I'll say to people is, look, give it your own language. Translate this into your own language. I'm just trying look. to describe an experience. Right. And I'm giving it a particular language, but my Absolutely. experience is what what I'm doing doesn't have anything necessarily to do with with religion, one exactly. way or the other. It fits <laughs> into religion. So that you mm-hmm. have a heart. Doesn't doesn't aren't all true religions about love? Isn't that what we're yeah. talking about? We're talking about love, and so. But of course, there are people who are who are very committed and particularly so for particularly. So I happen to spend a lot of time in Brazil
2: mm-hmm. and there's
1: a controversy in Brazil and there's not really, I, there's not much to, to do about it except hold the space of compassion. So for instance,
2: right.
1: when you talk about, um, uh, spirit guides, mm. right. Or yeah.
2: mediumship,
1: come from, mediumship may come to another level. There are people who they have declared that, um, uh, only certain historical figures can have anything to do with any of that.
2: Interesting. Uh, it, okay. It,
1: it, it, right? It's not. It, it, it's not uh, accurate. It's not accurate. No. It's Not true. It never no. was.
2: <laughs> right. No. So, there's,
1: there's, so I, I, I just I try to meet people in the heart, and right. uh, I've had people come to me who are mm-hmm. who, who can't. They can't. Uh, they can't tolerate it. But mostly what I do is look, when someone comes to me
2: for healing, mm-hmm. for instance,
1: and I'm doing it in person, yeah. we talk for a while and I get clear and I get to see in their aura, get to see in their field where the blocks are. And so that's what right. I'm talking about. And then someone lies on the table and they breathe. And I stand next to them. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I do the best I can to not give them rhetoric. I try to. Help them see what's in them, mm-hmm. and, and help them see it and, and see it in, in in their own language. So I have, I do have people come to me from all different kinds of view, but yeah, there are people who who have their their ideology, right? Ideology, right. For me, ideology yeah. is not something. I'm, I'm not a fan of ideology. Mm.
2: I'm
1: not a fan. I'm not a fan of ideology. I think ideology because ideology tries to stuff reality into a shoebox. Mm-hmm.
2: Most healers but aren't that I've spoken to. I yeah, I agree with you.
1: Most healers are not are not
2: not 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 ideological. They do not like ideology. Yeah, because the ones I've spoken to, truth. <laughs> truth is truth. truth yeah, is exactly.
1: Truth is truth. Very. And, true. and look, uh, all all ideologies are just trying to put uh a, put in a box around
2: reality. Mm-hmm. Reality A wall. Much
1: more, much more, uh, reality much wall. more interesting. Yeah. Reality is much more interesting than, than ideology. No, nice. uh, Ideology comes from the, the mental need to know how things are and, mm. and make up a story about it. The, one of the things that I seen in this time, Davina, one of the most yeah. challenging things for so many people is to hang out in the not knowing.
2: Yes, especially the past year. Right? Oh, Don't you think? what? Hang oh, yeah, hundred percent. In... The one thing. The one thing. I think. Right. Right be, now.
1: Like, be like, what if? What if I was? I can just hang out in the not knowing, and I think a lot of this. Um, it's my explanation for a lot of the different competing theories and the conspiracy mm-hmm. theories, and the is that there's this desperation because the external paradigm has crumbled so much that which Mm. we thought was true, what was reality, like the reflection of like, oh, who I am in reflection of that. Well, then that thing crumbles. And there's a desperation to know that somebody's in charge, somebody's in charge, somebody's in charge. (laughs) But if you're part of living through the heart for me is hanging out Inside myself, and I know that I have everything I need in me, so I'm I'm fine with it not knowing. I think that not knowing is actually an accurate assessment of reality. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we don't really know. One yeah,
2: really we don't. Knows. No one knows, right? No so to knows. hang
1: out in hang out in that and be like, no, I don't know. Okay, where yeah. I'm breathing, I'm here. I'm I'm, I'm
2: healthy. I'm, I'm healthy. good.
1: Compassion. I'm I'm right in this moment, yeah, I'm glad Very we're, true. All, we're, we're all good right now. And so that desperation of like, no, 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 but I got to know I know leads people to uh, to be available for all kinds of, of uh, explanations that claim to know how things are. You know, and they're all They're all a lie. Yeah.
2: So what are divine tactics?
1: Mind tactics are what I call uh, they're they called the three groundings. Three mm-hmm. groundings. They are grounded on earth, centered in the heart, receiving mm-hmm. light. Okay. Three, and they are internal. These are internal structures. They're not ideas. So grounded on earth literally means feeling your feet, opening your first chakra, connecting to. Your body inside you, being willing mm-hmm. to be incarnated, right? Right, which is for a lot of people, particularly for people in in more of the the spiritual seeking world. Yes, there's an ambivalence about being in a physical body. True. We have a because we have a memory, right? We have this vague mm-hmm. memory. Some people strong memory of like, wow, there's another place where I used to live, where I'm going back to yeah. Today. And that place is really peaceful and really beautiful. And this body thing is really weird.
2: Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. The body weird, right? It's very yeah. weird. Like, what is this? Very what weird. am I gonna do with what you? Am do with <laughs> you? <laughs>
1: what am I gonna do with this, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it
1: has its own agenda and it does
2: all kinds right.
1: of things and sensations. And uh, many people have this. Not everybody, but so the and 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 because we have. This this connection, a natural connection with a spiritual vibration,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we interpret that as that being in a body. Then is counter to that, and then there there are also are spiritual teachings that that teach that. But that's not my observation. My observation is we are meant to be incarnate. We came here mm-hmm. to be humans, learning yeah. through the state of being incarnated. Many, 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 many lessons that many. can only be learned in this plane that has so many different vibrations. So the first step is, let's get into our body. And so we do exercises for that. We do breathing exercises. We do
2: uh, right. grounding
1: exercises. We do bioenergetic exercises. I was trained in bioenergetics. Oh, We awesome. do that. We do massage. We do right and talk about it and breathe and consciousness. And and then people go through their own process of confronting that in them so the first thing is that first stage second stage is then arriving literally inside one's own self to your heart mm-hmm. to that space of your heart I love that just and sitting there breathing into it expanding it there's all kinds of things we do we do we do in our workshops we do lots of works what we call triads, three people helping each other do different exercises to bring the energy of the heart forward to give feedback about it, to help everybody and and then again, you know there there are some people that are are more adept at it than others, but many, many of us David, many have taken a portion of the energy of our heart, which is very strong and very clear and very beautiful. We've taken a portion of it. And we put it into a lockbox behind our back. Hmm. And I'm saying that's not metaphorical. That's many, many, many <laughs> people. And so, yeah. so we walk around with like a, I told somebody the other day, it looks like pterodactyl fin on your back. Uh, wow. Where there's there you've taken a portion of damage. Well, how, how do we protect our our heart, our little heart, right? Here you, are, here I am, a little sensitive creature that just
2: right. was born
1: on earth. And I'm faced with harshness and sometimes faced with bad things, you know, hurt and abuse and blah blah blah. And my heart's not welcome. So what am I going to do to protect that perfect the perfect, perfect, innocent mm. light that's at the center of my heart? Well, how do I do that? Well, one way I do it is I take I suck back a bunch of the energy that would naturally reach out naturally just keep extending, keep extending. Well, it's not safe to extend, so I'm going to suck it back and I'm going to stick it in the lockbox. And then what we do, the healing that I teach people is, how do I help someone who's ready to have that unlocked? Literally, we're going to do hands-on, hands-off healing. We're going to open consciousness and we're going to open that lockbox and we're going to bring the energy forward to fill up the waiting heart chakra
2: that's great yeah So that, that that
1: that's the second stage the third stage is receiving light every human has built into our uh, equipment uh, a channel a tube what I call a chimney that's behind <laughs> your head it comes, comes rises from between your shoulder blades it goes straight up like, like it like if you were a, a little uh, a little house
2: <laughs> right
1: the, the, the chimney goes behind your head that's where Spiritual inspiration comes. That's where light comes into the body. It's also where energies that we transform and work through in our, in our system go up. So the opening of that channel consciously and learning how to maintain it open is the third stage because then we receive light. So what we're doing is making a structure inside our own bodies, activating a structure to be able to be receptors and transmitters of actual universal light
2: right through the heart. Wow. through the heart, so can this help people heal from their trauma? Can we really heal from our trauma? We can yes yeah, really,
1: really good it's a really good question, yes, what we can do and and I think there's stages of it
2: right mhm. Uh, there is. There's it could be really time-consuming. I don't think people should just think it's a one, two, three overnight process no. because it's not. Absolutely not. No. And you wouldn't. You would mm-hmm. definitely not. No.
1: No, I I agree with you. It's not, you know, as we used to say, I grew up in Detroit, and we used to, mm-hmm. used to say, vote, vote for me and I'll set you free. It, <laughs> it's not this. It's not vote no, for me not. and I'll set you free. It, it, but but I, here, you know, mm-hmm. I'll tell you something else. Here, here's what I know about trauma. Trauma, right? Trauma is a frozenness. Yeah. Trauma is that you, you got stuck in the moment mm-hmm. or in the epic of the trauma. Something got frozen. And again,
0: right.
1: energy got pulled away from somewhere. Got pulled away from a shock or got pulled away from the core. Got pulled away from the heart. And it got wrapped up around the traumatic uh incident that's in your field, the memory. But yeah. It's not just a memory in your mind, it's it's somewhere in your energy body. It lives mm-hmm. somewhere. It's in front of your stomach. It's in front of your it's in right. So it's in your uh, foot
2: in my case. <laughs> like I had it's something in stuck in top of my foot. I could not figure out what it was. But it was wow, a top. Isn't that like interesting? That. Yeah. Really just on the top of my right ankle. And that was how I discovered Reiki. I went to a healer, and that's how she introduced me to it. She got that trauma out of my foot.
1: <laughs> See, so yeah. that's what I'm saying. So I mean, it can be, it can be anywhere. Anywhere. And so that anywhere. Uh, that awareness, so you can help it, help the unwrapping of it by Reiki, by the energy yeah. work that I do, by. Right by by and what, what people can learn how to do because I'm sure then you participated in it, right? She said, yes. like it's in your right foot, and you're like, Okay, I'm gonna help, right? Mm-hmm. With your own right awareness then. and your own choice, yeah, exactly that. So, yes, and it depends on the depth of the trauma, and it depends also if the trauma has a karmic component. Mm-hmm. A karmic component oh, yeah, that's right? very important. Oh, yeah, okay, right? can have a karmic component, it can be that. That that uh, in order for me to learn this super important thing for my own soul's evolution,
2: mm-hmm. I
1: have to have this really difficult thing that I have to work through. So there there are there are traumas that have that component to it, and I'm not I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying oh good somebody hurt you. I'm not saying right. it
2: at
1: all, right? But, and we have to acknowledge that, that in the working through of these very difficult things, if we pay attention, we learn a lot. I'm through the oh, working yeah. through of my trauma, my trauma has given me incredible insight, uh, right? not, not just insight, but also has been super helpful in my own coming to my heart because.
2: If That's I wasn't going to
1: swim swim around in my trauma for the rest of my life, I had to find someplace else to anchor myself. And for yeah. me, that was my heart.
2: Wow.
1: I was sitting in. I was in Brazil, and I was sitting mm-hmm. in, a, in a, a big open room, a church in the in the mountains of Brazil. And I'm sitting on a log with four other men. You know, with 250 people in the room uh, meditating. And um, uh, because I I was raised Jewish, mm. um, Jews, uh, we, we argue with God. Jews argue with God. Yeah. Other people, Christians don't argue with God because they think they're going to go to hell. But with Jews, we argue with God. So I was arguing, yeah. and I was sitting there complaining, whining. I was like, mm. how come everybody gets to see? How come all these people are all having all these visions, and they're so amazing, and I don't get to see mm. anything, and wah, 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 like that. Yeah. The energy came through the top of my head, like my body was a syringe and there was a plunger on the top, and squeezed my consciousness down to the center of my chest. And a voice says to me, super clear, "When you live here, you'll see everything."
2: Wow! Oh my goodness.
1: And I so then my prayer changed. Instead of my prayer being, "I want to see," my prayer was, "I want to live in my heart." Yes. Yeah. And it's still my still my prayer. And that's the counterpoint. That's the referent then so that as the trauma is unwinding step by step in my case, step by step, uh, layer of the onion by layer of the onion, getting down Mm -hmm. to that core pain. Meanwhile, I'm living in my heart and I'm growing and I'm learning and I'm, I'm functioning and I'm working and I'm raising my family and all that.
2: Yeah, so, so, so is that how you I, were introduced to start plant healing? Is that, that that was in Brazil, right?
1: In Brazil. The, yeah,
2: Brazil, yeah. I was introduced. Yeah.
1: I went in, in oh. uh uh I went December nineteen eighty seven. Again. Mm. Right? One of these I, I I like being a pioneer. So again there was a the time <laughs> nobody knew nothing about so now you know the word ayahuasca, many people know what ayahuasca
2: is. Yeah.
1: Uh, I went to the to a mountain community the, in this particular spiritual path, it's not called ayahuasca; it's called Daimi. Uh, but And mm. I went there, but nobody knew nothing. No, nobody knew that word. I don't know, didn't know anything about it. I, I went because the man who took me, who was a Brazilian man who had been my psychotherapist, said, "We're going to go to oh, the mountains wow. in Brazil, and we're going to learn. In one month, we're going to do the equivalent of ten years of meditation and ten years of therapy. What do you think?"
2: Oh my goodness! You said sign
1: me said, up. That's what what I said. (laughs) And then how I went was a whole miracle. It was a whole other story. And uh, so I went there, but I didn't know anything. I mean, I didn't know anything. Nobody knew nothing. I knew, oh wow, I guess we're going to drink some tea. Nobody, there was nothing even, (laughs) back then there wasn't even an internet. So you couldn't look it up, right? So I went Mm -hmm. there and thinking, well, I'm going to do this super strong work. And it was a thousand times deeper and more than I ever expected. Sure. Including that I got introduced. I introduced. Got, got introduced to that. I didn't think of myself as a path person or a person
2: mm. that
1: need needed anything to that. And I ended up ended up on a spiritual path. And I ended up being trained in mediumistic, spiritual energy healing.
2: Amazing. Mostly
1: from the inside out. Most I had teachers. That that man, an incredible woman, a woman named Bashinya. Taught me beyond anything I imagined, and loved me, and became the goddess, became the grandmother of my children, and all that. Okay. But mostly, it was just from showing up and doing it.
2: So, have you helped people with depression and anxiety with plant healing and your healing practice? I'm sure both. you have both. Right? Both.
1: I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a recent example. Can I give you a recent? Yeah, example? sure,
2: absolutely. So
1: some, a woman came to me recently complaining not only of, of severe depression, but she was suicidal. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, you know, in this moment, right, on earth, many, many, many people. I mean, it was already a problem. It's not like COVID created this problem, but it's
2: exaggerated. Right. It's so much. 100%. So much people, it's, it's heartbreaking, Terrible. Right? right? So
1: um, she comes to me and she says she's suicidal and she has those depression Symptoms, right? She doesn't want to get out of bed, she doesn't want to eat, she doesn't want to do anything. Why is she even here? You know, she can't wait to get out and she's thinking about killing herself like that. And I didn't know, so in that space of compassion, I was Mm -hmm. there, you know, but I didn't know what was going to happen. I, I wasn't going to fix her, but I was going to offer her a space of healing. So the question was really. How sick of how sick was she of all this? Like is said, this is mm. a lifelong pattern. Was she and she was like, no, I I just even though I feel so terrible, I I don't, I, I don't want to keep hold on to this anymore. So my observation was she had two things going on. One is mm-hmm. there, which I'll explain in a moment, is where depression is in the energy body. The other thing is she also is a medium and she was
2: changing uh, huh her 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 oral. I knew great. it gray. wow,
1: like like look like she looked like a storm cloud that but that couldn't rain yet, you know, and oh so my
2: goodness. i
1: the, after the first session, which mostly was just clearing that stuff out, this what we do is like what I say is we back up the cosmic dump truck and we just load off everything that she was carrying, and uh, after the first session, she wasn't suicidal anymore, Amazing. That was the, the step she still felt terrible after the second session. She came back and she said she had one day when she quote feel felt like herself, which is actually
2: okay. What That's a big step. Most
1: people say who are depressed is they, when they start feeling quote like themselves, it's mm-hmm. an interesting thing, right? Because they feel they don't feel like themselves. Second time, second thing. The third, after the third session, she said she felt she felt good. You know, she was eating again. She went on, on a retreat by herself. For a couple of weeks, and a friend that had, a, had a, uh, a house by a river. She went mm-hmm. there. She came back. Uh We did one more session. And then the next session, she canceled because she said, oh, no, no, I got something else to do. I'm feeling good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And then, you know, I'll, I'll see her again this week. So now, here's the thing. Depression, the energy of depression. Yes. If you take away the label, is life force being crushed.
2: Mm-hmm. Life Very force
1: simply is put. not moving. Right? It's life for right. your life mm-hmm. force is like so life force primarily lives in the second chakra, in the in the hara. And the life force is just life force. Life force does what life force does, right? Life force is alive and passionate and, yeah. and sexual and, and creative and all that. When that's repressed, that's what we call depression. And so what is it? Apropos of the, the other thing I said, there's a lock box behind the heart. There's a lock right. box behind the second chakra, and the energy is held back like a bustle, right? Like in the old movies right. where you know they were yeah. a bustle. It's like a bustle behind you, and so what we do by the energy work is we open up that and bring the energy mm-hmm. forward into the to be to into to doing what it knows how to do so it was interesting the first session with this woman <coughs> i couldn't even feel that there was so much other, other going on second session
2: mm-hmm.
1: started to get through the third session i could feel exactly where this bustle was where it was held back it was held back about a foot and a half behind her sacrum
2: okay in her, okay.
1: In, in her aura right it was called the mental body of the of the, the second chakra and it was look was like a zipper. I'm, I'm making I'm, that's a metaphor, but it was like a
2: <laughs> very
1: thin, tight, sharp place where I just put my hand there, and I was like, wow, okay, well, that's not right. Let's just I'm just going to hold my hand there and pray and breathe and ask my guides to help her and tell her, look, you know, really be in this place where you you just want your life force back, and she contributed. And the thing opened up. I could feel it. It was like it was like something relaxed in my hand. And her energy Not came enough. forward. And
2: she That's amazing.
1: And she, she got up, and her she was pink in her face and all blah that. Blah, blah, blah. So, anxiety mm-hmm. is is just a different expression of that same repression. But anxiety primarily comes from the throat chakra,
2: right? Which yeah. is the
1: partner of the second chakra. So anxiety is like that. <laughs> I got mm-hmm. hard to breathe, and, I, and every, the energy is just trapped there. Yeah. So actually, it's a very similar process. It's just a different emphasis in the body. Mm.
2: What going back to when you said when somebody says to you, "I don't feel like myself," does it ever hit you that maybe that this person might have a certain attachment on their soul? Can you do you oh, have shoot. some first? Do you have some very obvious signs? that you can just tell right away besides like, let's say in my experience, I've had people tell me, well, you know, what? I can't sleep. There's, I feel like there's something in my house. Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what is it for you? What are the signs for you? Good question. <laughs>
1: there's <lots of> <laughs>
2: I like to compare uh, notes you know. with other healers. <laughs> no, for
1: sure. Oh well, I mean, you know, look, the, the the opening of my book. If you ever look at my book. Mm-hmm. The first thing I quote is, you know, the the poem, the blind Man and the elephant. Mhm.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: The blind Man and the elephant, right? And so we're all okay. the blind men and the elephant. So comparing notes yeah. with others is is great because, like, you're feeling the trunk and I'm feeling the tail and you know someone else feeling the leg. You know.
2: So mm-hmm.
1: uh, there are there are a bunch of different signs. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: One, you can see things in people's eyes. Yeah. The other thing is yeah with that with that that vision, that, that what I call putting on those goggles of like that exists. There are there are entities that live on in different planes than us and they can attach themselves to us for various reasons. Right. Trauma.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? hmm trauma Past is life. held in place. <laughs> Past lives.
0: Yeah. Uh
1: me- mediumship. Uh Things that people do that are destructive to them uh, addiction right addiction has has, has entities that are ta- that that provoke that addiction and hold it in place most often you know if you go to 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 other cultures go to South America and to the shamanic cultures that's how addiction is treated. addiction is mm-hmm. treated by removing the attachments first yeah. and then the person can make choices and then cleaning their body so there are various sides. One is one is exactly listening to the story with that understanding that um, that that exists. Like okay, yeah. with that question as you're asking, like okay, because the, the the process of helping someone with that is different than doing psychotherapy or
2: right. right? It is,
1: there's yeah. a there's a there's a spiritual process.
2: So different and people don't understand that.
1: No. And and that's one place where, where as we referred to earlier that the, the religious people are gonna freak out.
2: <laughs>
1: because
2: no, they are because Okay, because, I like freaking know. people out. <laughs>
1: it, it's inevitable, right?
2: Yeah, in a good way. In a good yeah. way. I'm here to I educate. We're know. all here to educate.
1: Yeah, and people some people are are very are, are freaked out by that. But so
2: okay. and then,
1: if you if you learn and and you and for me for me I had to learn mm-hmm. how to look through my heart how to join together my heart chakra with my third eye like literally to link them so that my because it's the heart that interprets correctly the third eye doesn't interpret the third eye sees yeah that's but true but left on its own the mind starts making up. Uh, imaginings. So linking my heart with my third eye, then I can also feel intuitively mm-hmm. if there's a presence of something that also is not, didn't originate with that person.
2: As well as the aura, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, the aura too. Right? Yeah, the aura. Yeah.
1: So mm-hmm. In the aura, like okay, in the okay,
2: aura. Here, so. Like if you see the aura, I heard that a navy blue aura is a sign of an attachment.
1: Oh, I didn't know that's, that.
2: That's what I've been told, apparently. It doesn't show that way for me. Interesting. Doesn't show. It shows how uh, it's how different it is for everybody. No, well, yeah. I mean,
1: tell you, we're the we're the blind man and the elephant. We have different, <laughs> different ways of seeing. <laughs> I love that. And there's and there's so many different ways, right? So mo- some people are more mm-hmm. visual. So you are yeah. gonna see it like that. I'm, I, I, my way, I'm much more still even though I see Mm -hmm. way, 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 way more than I used to. uh, My main way still is intuitive and kinesthetic.
2: Mm That is so cool. This was an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Can you Uh, tell everybody where to find you? Yeah.
1: So uh, our website, Essential Light, one word, lowercase, two L's in the middle, Essential org and the main thing that we are and also my book which is called gift of mm-hmm. the body gift of the body, body.
2: It's available
1: uh on on amazon it's available both in in you know uh book form and also mm-hmm. digitally we're Hooray. just creating a whole new a whole new thing the main thing that i'm uh, encouraging people to do on the website we have lots of different things we have the videos and we have papers and we have classes and, and the main thing that I have right now is mm-hmm. I did a 10 week uh, online training in all the stuff that we're talking about in the, the three groundings and, the, center and the, the the anatomy of the heart and the connection with the light and making decisions in your life. It's a 10 session series that I did in uh, September, October November, that is now on our website, and I feel very good about it. I'm very proud of it because we did a very good job, and I felt like I learned how to, to do that thing. You know, you're sitting there. I mean, you know the same thing. You're sitting there, as I said, you're talking to a little green light on your <laughs> <laughs> and, uh But I learned how to do it, and so I'm very proud of it, and it's yeah. a really good opening. And it's starting in March, we're going to start doing okay. more new, fresh online things, and then by the end of the year, as they say, by the end of the year, damn it, we're going to be doing things uh, face to face. Face to face.
2: We yeah. that, that
1: that's my my goal, and I'm you know. it's yeah, everybody's so goal. Good Good Lord, and the COVID give permission.
2: <laughs> thank you so much, Jonathan. We'll be in touch. Have a great rest of your day.
1: Thank you, Devine. It's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you very thank much. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye.